Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Logcast, Season 2, Episode 42. I'm your host, Kev Rose, and joining me today is... David Jones, the one and only. Hello David. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? No, I'm not too bad, mate. Um, I just wanted to ask, actually, uh, have you ever missed an episode of the Logcast? I missed one when I was really sick. But you recorded an insert, though. Yeah, I you? recorded a little insert. Because you you guys kind of had this weird break where Andrew, like, I can't remember, he had to go eat or something, so there's this break in the episode anyway, so I was like, I'll just record something so people realize how terrible I sound and they don't think I'm just (laughs) (laughs) deliberately not recording the Lugcast. Oh, I'm sure no one would have thought that. Right. (laughs) But no, I I just, uh, I was just sort of, like, working it out in my own head. So we have had at least one consistent host throughout the show's history because obviously i've missed a couple of episodes sorry i missed last week mate it's just work's been absolutely crazy uh and we should probably mention the people at home we're actually recording way later than usual yeah so we're recording it it doesn't make it up (laughs) go on i was gonna say we're probably recording now usually when the episode is becoming available on youtube most most other weeks (laughs) So if it's not up by Sunday night, uh, Dave does apologise, but it's my fault entirely. Well, sort of. It's just life gets in the way. I've got right. a new job and the hours are a bit crazy at the moment. It's going to settle down, but it's like all my training and everything. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. I do apologise, Dave. Please, please don't fire me. <laughs> yeah, I'll fire you from your unpaid volunteer position at a fan site. <laughs> no, <laughs> It was no. kind of funny... It was funny though last night because when I left work, um, like my manager, he offered to drive me home and we were walking towards the car and I was like, uh, I was checking my messages from you because we'd been in contact, you know, about when we were, Great. we were hoping to record last night, but it was too late. The, and he said, oh, who are you talking to? And I said, oh, it's my co-host on my podcast. And he was like, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> like, what's a podcast? I was like, oh, uh, I do a podcast. And he goes, what about? And I said, Rare. And he goes, who? And I said, you know the game company Rare? And he's like, no. And I was like, GoldenEye and Duncan Country. He's like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, those are the two you have to mention. Right, right. Who you talking about? I think it doesn't um, help, too, but... that it's like an actual word, like Rare. I know. I mean, it's 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 not something that's immediately... Cu- I mean, it can mean more than one thing, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, like if it was Capcom or something. Yeah, like or if, even if the name of the company was like Rarsoft, you know, if there's like something at the end that tells you what it is. <laughs> it's just like rare. People are like, what? Rare what? What's rare? <laughs> <laughs> so, and he said, um, but anyway, he said, uh, oh, so what do you talk about? I imagine that's quite old now. And I said, well, no, no, there's still. To be fair, he's not much of a gamer these days, right. so it's not like he's being one of those, you know, rare die. He just genuinely didn't know they still mm-hmm. produce software. So I told him to check us out. I doubt he will. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was an interesting little experience. Another one, uh, just before we move on to the main topic, which we don't have. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> should we just own up now? Should we just confess? Right, yeah, we have a confession to make. We're we're kind of we're doing a, an interesting thing today. We, we just hit record and without any topic, and we're just gonna kind of see what happens. Yeah, so this is basically we're scratching the wall. It's pure improv. This is 
open mic night at the Rare Friends studio. <laughs> yeah. Time... Any minute now, Jeff's going to get up with his guitar. <laughs> I just start telling some terrible jokes. Go on then, I'll allow it. I don't know any jokes. That's the You're joke. trying to think of any jokes you know that aren't offensive. <laughs> <laughs> What do you get if you cross Grant Kirkhope with Steve Mailer? That's not your voice. Sorry, I'm, oh, I shouldn't be doing impressions. I can't do them very well. That, that's all right. I, I love your American <laughs> voice. It's just like make. It's just like try to sound as dumb and as possible. It seems to be every time you you do an American well, accent. <laughs> well, most Americans doing my voice is just like, oh hi, I'm Kev. <laughs> no, I don't sound like that. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, anyway, the other story I had to tell you, um, this week, uh, as I told you, um, I went to a retro game store and brought like a Super Nintendo with a whole bunch of games, which was cool, and I got chatting to them while I was there, and, uh, I told them about both podcasts, like the Logcast and 64 mm-hmm, for 64, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, w- where can we find you? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I sort of laughed nervously because I thought they were just being polite. And he's like, no, no, no. We like listening to podcasts in the store. We play them all day. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I gave him the uh, the URL for like both the podcasts. So we may awesome. have potentially a bunch of new listeners. Listeners, Cool. I'll be, we... So hello, if you're listening. If you're not, um, I don't know. Listen next time. We will all probably be in better episode. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, hey, what do you want to talk about? Um. Well, hmm. It's kind of hard because, see, traditionally, up until about I guess three or four years ago, even like as recent as like two years ago, every big release was always this time of year, wasn't it? But I mean, don't, there's still stuff like Card and Battlefield out, but it's like everything we follow is all 2017 now. Right. And that's why it's so hot, because we're in that point now where no one's really releasing news because all the attention is taken <laughs> away by the games that have come out. You know, you know, so, you know what they say, <laughs> Q1 is the new Q4. Is that what they say? And that's what I just said, and I guess... Because I said it on the podcast, now someone else could theoretically say that's something that they say. Eh? They being you. They being me and the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to start a, a, a trend, and you're saying... Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm sure this episode's going to be one of the most listened to podcasts in iTunes history. So, it will uh, be. I'm I'm expecting you're, you're, a call from it. Tim Cook asking me to be at the next Apple Press event because I've done so much <laughs> for iTunes. <laughs> oh God, uh, this is a disaster. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because um, I remember at the start of the year uh, we were like outlining plans for 2016 on Rare Friends. And uh, one of the things you said is, like, this is going to be the year for us because all every game we're looking forward to is getting right. released. And then, like, obviously, Rage and Justice got delayed because, you know, Nick uh, had problems with his hands, isn't it? Or his mm-hmm. fingers? 
I think it was his wrist. I think it was like kind of carpal tunnel, which Gross. which I, I feel for him because I have a little bit of that. Like if I play games for a really long time, I start to notice it. Like I've, I've been playing a lot of games this weekend and yeah, yeah it's starting to hurt a little bit. Uh, so that's, you know, obviously Nick's health is the most important. Mm-hmm. So he had to take a little time off and the game got pushed back a bit further. Um, Sea of Thieves, I think we were being a bit too hopeful when we assumed that would be 2016. I, I think, so, wasn't there, I, I, I can swear that maybe it was at like some game show or something when they did a brief presentation. It wasn't E3, maybe it was Gamescom, and they were like, 20, coming 2016, and then the Sea of Thieves was like a logo included or something like that. Like we got that date from somewhere. Official, um, I think. I, right? I believe it was someone on IGN or somewhere. It was one of the big gaming journalism sites who said it was 2016, and then they later retracted it. Mm. Well, yeah. Either way, we were expecting like all the games this year, and then they all got delayed. Pretty much 2016 has been delayed to 2017. Yeah, the Switch got delayed. I mean, well, to be f- they never confirmed it was this year. Yeah, but... we just kind of assumed it. Yeah, so that got pushed back. But, I mean, even bloody Doctor Who, like this time last year, we were right in the middle of Doctor Who Series 9, and the next series is next spring, like everything else. Everything got delayed. Even like Star uh, Trek. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, it was going to be January, so it wasn't really this year, but then it got... But it was still this winter season. Yeah, so then it kind of got pushed back to the same time when everything else is coming out that we're interested in. Right. I was half expecting uh, Rogue One to get delayed to spring. <laughs> uh, t- Twin Peaks, the Twin Peaks revival, that was meant to be 2016. Mm-hmm. That's been pushed back to the first half of 2017. I mean, it's just like every single thing I'm p- potentially interested in is just all going to hit at once next year. You know, man, that's going to be a crazy first half of the year. Oh, uh, it's going to be like, exhausting. Ga- Guardians 2. Uh, it's probably my most hyped Marvel movie, and that's coming next April. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I need. I don't know. I need to like take a week off of work or something. <laughs> See, I just well, started. Think about it. I just started getting. Go ahead. I was going to say potentially, in the space of like two months, we're going to get ukulele, the Nintendo Switch, New Zelda. Potentially a new Mario, or at least Mario Kart. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, Doctor Who Series 10 will begin. Um, and I'm sure there's something else as well there. Did you I'm mention forgetting. Star Trek? Right, okay, Star Trek. Star Trek Discovery. Uh, possibly Twin Peaks, although they might wait until midsummer for that. It's like, no one really knows what's happening there. It's just, yeah... Oh. It's, so much uh, media to consume, so little time. Right. And I, I just got um, the PTO at work, but it's accumulative, and I don't think I'm going to be able to earn enough to take a full week off when all that hits, sadly. If it's accumulative, then you should get, what, one day every two weeks? Um, I would have to look over the paperwork again. I think it goes by hour, though, like... You earn a certain amount of hours per, like, hours you work or something like that. Okay. I well, don't know. It's in, the way weird. it works in my job that I'm in now, it's like uh, you get, like, one day 
every two or three weeks. Okay. So, See, I it, mean, between now, between now and March, I I imagine you'll get at least five or six days. Well, I can't get more. It's only five per year, Max. You only get five days paid time off. Yep. This is the first time I've had Christ. PTO in my life because I live in America, <laughs> where we treat our workers like slaves. But. Yeah, that's actually I, that's actually super exciting, and I get paid holidays too. So I get I get five non holiday non you know paid holidays. So I get paid for Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, and well, that's not too ones. bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but the what the the non holiday days I can only take off five, and then I have to earn them, I believe. So, hang on. So you get you get five days that you have to accumulate. But any more time off you take, that's unpaid. Right, right. Yep. But you can still, like, if you wanted to take a week vacation somewhere, you could take it. It's just... Oh, yeah, yeah. I I just couldn't get paid for it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and... I mean, it's just kind of weird because I'm not used to, I don't know, having that. Normally, when I have have to, you know, do something, I just have to make sure to be frugal for, like, a couple months leading up so I have, like... The, the, enough of a of a money saved up to cover my missing paycheck, but like yeah. this, this would be like my first year I can actually legitimately take a vacation, not work, and not affect my income at all. <laughs> so it, it's kind of exciting. I know you're used to you're used to that being in the UK, but for me that's 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 crazy. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, to me it's just strange that you don't have that regardless. But no, I'm I'm happy for you. And to be fair. You said you get your holiday days are paid, yeah. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff. So that's that's still good. I mean, that's probably what all. If you put them all together, that's like two or three weeks in a year. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to come out to about two weeks a year altogether. Yeah, so that's not too bad. Did no. you get paid for them before? Nope. Or is it? It just I just oh. got got it this October, so Thanksgiving and Christmas for the first time I'll be able to take those off. Of course, because I have to take them off because my place of business is closed. But I'll actually get paid for them while sitting at home, stuffing my face. So last turkey. Christmas you didn't get paid for any of that. Nope. Oh, that's so oh. yeah, and because we're closed for like um, Christmas. I mean, it's Christmas Eve till New Year's Day, so. I just don't get paid for that all week. <laughs> so it always sucks because it's like, you know, I got to make sure in December I have like enough money. And then what right. sucks too is is in, in the US, like tax season starts like immediately after. So it's like one thing after another. Miss a week of work, then owe a bunch of money the next month's after. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's good times. Right. <laughs> So, um, uh, trying to link it back into Rand. How do we even get down? I don't know. Now we're talking about about labor laws and taxes. This is why you (laughs) tuned in to us. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about about um, Q one. Oh, I was talking about how. Yeah, Q Q one being the new Q four, and how I should take time off to play all the games. But then I probably won't be. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally going to take time off. I'm yeah. going to... Uh, I think when the Switch comes out, especially, like, there's no way I'd be able to buy the Switch and then just go to work without... Right. See, it's it's hard to... I think I have the option. I'll have to look at the paperwork 
to like get in, like an advance on your days off or something like that but it has to go through like an approval process so it's a chance i might be able to but on the other hand i really feel like hey what if some crazy opportunity to say like go to e3 or something like that comes up that's like yeah maybe i should save that option just in case well um when uh what day what day of the week do consoles usually come out in the states or isn't there like a fixed day it's usually kind of just differs Sometimes okay. they just pick days that like sound good, like you know, like nine nine nineteen ninety nine Dreamcast and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Well, the rumored the rumored date for the Switch, which I keep hearing, was fourth of March. Um, that's a Saturday, so that's kind of weird. Like over here, that would be quite unusual. The new one is March seventeenth. The new rumor. And where does that come from? Um, I believe it's Laura something from Let's Play Video Games, and she's one of the more reliable leakers. Okay. Well, that's a Friday, so that's that's believable. See, if it came out on a Friday, I guess you could just take, like, the Friday off, and then you'd have <laughs> a weekend anyway. Right. Oh. If it comes out, like, on, like, say a Saturday or something, though, it's like... I'm so not going to want to record the podcast. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I mean, they got to, like, stop playing. Oh, but here's the thing, though. It's portable, too, so I could just take it out and play it while we're recording. You could do, or you could <laughs> concentrate on what you're doing and not. <laughs> I just be like, what? Uh, we'll just, like, maybe see, we'll both be, end up doing it, and just we'll both be really distracted, and you'll just hear, like, <laughs> these noises of, like, Link grunting throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Oh god, um, but yeah, I mean, I I hope it comes out on a Friday because that'd be cool. Because then I could just take the weekend off, and I definitely, I think, unless I find some crazy good deal online, I'd like to buy it in a game store so I could go for the midnight launch because I really oh. love the experience of a, a midnight launch for new hardware. Yeah, I have, I did it for the PS4, and it, it was it was all right, except that <sighs> it's almost so efficient now that it's like. They give you a number. Like, this is your paint place in line. Please come back at midnight. I'm like, oh, this is not nearly as exciting. <laughs> and then there's not even a line anymore. Yeah, see, when I went for the DS and the uh, 3DS, actually, those are the only two midnight hardware launches I've ever mm-hmm. gone to. Um, it's always, like, quite... They were both quite exciting, and there was a lot of hype, and, you know, everyone was sort of, like, stuffed into this tiny game store. Um... I've been to a few software launches, like Grand Theft Auto Five. I think there was like 300 people there. I right. was waiting in line like two hours. Yeah, I, uh, I think, think the biggest ones I've been to are either Black Ops 1 or Modern Warfare 3. Both hmm. of those were like around the block lines. <laughs> it was It was crazy. And then they would like there, there was like you know in store employees going around doing contests. I remember winning a poster and like a free hat and stuff. <laughs> See what was crazy over here was um, uh, Smash Bros for Wii U came out on Black Friday, and it was the first year over here where Black Friday had really taken off because like mm-hmm. it, it it used to be just like a small thing online. And then for some reason, 2014, like, everywhere went crazy. So I just went to get Smash at midnight from the supermarket. And it was just, like, absolutely rammed full of people fighting over TVs and everything. 
and then I just went up the, the staff were like absolutely rushed off their feet and I just went up to this guy and I was like uh, can you get me a copy of Super Smash from outside in the uh, the storage area mm-hmm. and he's like oh isn't it on the shelf I was like no can you go get it for me please and he was like <laughs> yeah okay and then he had to like fight through all these people which were just stuffed everywhere just to man i i don't understand the appeal of like black friday for some people that's that's like their thing well going there in person i don't know just fighting crowds to get like good deals when you can probably find just as good of deals online on monday i I think it's you know the idea of getting it that quickly yeah that's true but i have amazon prime so i get two-day shipping Hmm. Yeah. This this Black Friday is going to be pretty crazy for me. I'm going to try and get uh, a 4K HDR TV as cheap as I can. Bring um, a sword. And I'm an Xbox One S as well. <laughs> so, well, yeah. the, I, I will admit it does make. I do like watching the videos online of people like trampling each other after a fact. <laughs> so, but yeah, I have no desire to actually get up early and fight through crowds of people and possibly get punched in the face just to get a good deal that just sounds like a normal Friday night to me (laughs) (laughs) teach his own teach his own Mm -hmm. so what are you playing at the moment Dave I am I just picked up the infinite warfare legacy pro edition with modern warfare remastered and I Which is the only reason anyone's buying it. That's kind of sad, and I think it's not really fair because the <coughs> campaign is really good in Infinite Warfare. I'm having a blast with it. Okay, that's. I mean, I I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, that's it's good. Infinite Ward's uh, single player campaigns, I think, are always like really spot on. And I think people are just uh, kind of hating it just because it's trendy at this point. But like, it's sci-fi. It's not boots on the ground modern warfare. I hate it. But it's really fun. Like, some of the writing and characterizations... Well, I mean, it's not going to blow you away because it's still a Call of Duty game. But for a Mm. Call of Duty game, I thought it was quite unexpected that people actually have personalities. And you actually kind of like the characters for once. And um, after the third mission, I thought this was really cool. Uh, You pretty much have control of your ship's bridge because you're like a big star captain, Starfleet captain type person. And you can basically go anywhere you want in that galaxy and, like, do missions. So you have, like, a star map will come up and, like, hey, let's go raid this place in Saturn's rings and stop them from doing this. Then get optional upgrades and stuff like that. Or you can just ignore it all and go on to the next primary mission. So I've been having fun. Oh, right. So it's not it's not strictly linear, then, in the way that the previous games were. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, once you get into a mission, it's fairly linear, but... No, no, but I mean the mission structure. Like yeah, you can yeah, choose yeah. these optional side missions. And... Yep, and oh, the that's... the dog fighting is really cool. Like I was kind of expecting it to be kind of lame and on rails, like it's been in past Call of Duty games. But no, you have full range of movement up, down, left, right, anywhere you want. And yeah, there's a couple missions. All the side minutes, uh, side missions are like uh, space fighting only. Like you're just going to do a raid on like an enemy fleet and stuff, and you'll. Just be going around, dogfighting, shooting missiles, shooting out flares, and it's a lot of fun. So, um, have you tried Modern Warfare Remastered yet? 
I have, and it is just as glorious as I remember it being. Is it? Have they actually redone all the assets, or is it just HD? Oh uh, no, it, it is uh, full assets are redone. I, I'm I don't know if some of the geometry might still be the same. Definitely not for the characters though. Like, like some of the level geometry could be the same. I would have to compare it though. But it's definitely all retextured at the very least. Is it still running on the same engine though? Um, I would have to do research in that. I, my guess is that they probably put it in the Infinite Warfare engine because it would make more sense to get because okay. that because rather than like have to rebuild the little lighting, all the new lighting and stuff like that. It, I imagine that you know the assets were probably pretty easily go from one to the other. I don't really know. I mean, it's not like like if you just probably set the settings and to to what they were back then like you know hey make sure you jump this high do this i imagine that it would feel about the same but i i don't really know that for certain okay so um how do you access modern warfare is it is it on a disc or do you get like a download code in the case or um it's it's kind of like rare replay um where you put in the disc and then it starts to install both games However, um, not all of Modern Warfare Remaster is on the disc. Pretty much all of Infinite Warfare is, and then it starts installing uh, Modern Warfare Remastered. It goes really fast at first, and then, you know, once it hits the Blu-ray capacity, it just starts to slow down. So it, it it's took quite a while to get, get it actually installed, because most of it, it's downloading. But... Right, okay, but what I'm saying is if you sold that disc and then someone bought it pre-owned, then they'd still get both games. Yes, yes. But it serves okay. as a key for both games. It actually it actually has like like the, the icon for when you have it in is like half and half both. Okay, see, because I thought the way they announced it as like a pre- uh, you know, an exclusive to this Super Edition, I thought it was just going to be a code in the box. Yeah, it's it isn't it's it's but it only is you know on obviously it's higher different disc pressed for uh the version that has it and if you have right. both installed you can actually uh, there's actually on the on each game's menu you can jump to the other game without having to exit the game so you know mm-hmm. it's like multiplayer single player multiplayer zombies and then you know modern warfare remastered and if you go into modern warfare remastered you get like single player multiplayer infinite warfare and you can jump back and forth between the two. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a very good package and I think people are really just kind of hating on it for no good reason. <laughs> well, I might pick that up. I I think I think it's worth it at least even if you don't like infinite warfare, which I, it takes a little getting used to, but I'm starting to enjoy it a bit more even the multiplayer. It's it's not nearly as bad as people made it out to be people are just sort of on the bandwagon of i hate everything futuristic and i want it to be modern warfare 4 and fine maybe they'll do that next year but it doesn't necessarily mean this is going to be terrible right yeah exactly um do you before we wrap up do you want to hear what i've been playing sure what you've been playing okay well two games uh one of them is related to our show actually but i'll tell you the other one first uh, okay, so one is Rayman 2, and I'm playing that because it's the next game on 64 for mm-hmm. 64. So, uh, 
yeah, that's just... And the other one is The World Is Not Enough for the N64. And that's kind of tangentially related to Rare Friends because it's pretty much a spiritual successor to GoldenEye from another team. Yeah, I I actually have debated, you know, debated kind of covering those Bond games. But I... It's up to you, but... I don't know. I would... I would just stick it on the site. I would cover that as and friends because, like, first of all, it's actually a really good game. I'm surprised mm-hmm. because I I I barely played it before. I right. played it like briefly as a kid. Um, it takes. It, have you have you actually played through the N64? One? Yes, I did. I have beaten. I have completed it. I used to have a copy. Did you beat it on Double O Agent or just? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, to me, it feels like. Almost like The World Is Not Enough and Perfect Dark were like alternate sequels to GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Rare obviously went with their own character and universe and it was way more polished. Whereas Eurocom kind of just took the GoldenEye base model and made different kind of improvements. Um, right. And sort of tried to recreate made... the feel as best they could, which it yeah. didn't quite nail. But I think it did a pretty good job out of probably any other bot game that attempted to do the same thing. Like, I think it feels yeah. more like GoldenEye than the GoldenEye reimagining. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool because, like, there are, there are, there are things in the game which uh, are actually from, like, ball, like, Perfect Dark. Like, every weapon has, like, alternate fire, stuff like that. Um, there's full voice acting. And some of those voice actors are hilariously bad. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Pierce Brosnan impersonator isn't very good at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> go, go on. So it's still a great game, though. And it's worthy yeah. of a collection, I think, of a rare fan. And I think really the only reason I haven't added the Bond games to our site is I feel like if you change the rules, then I feel like you just open the floodgates for a lot of Donkey Kong stuff that I really don't want to cover. Well... <laughs> I see. I would debate that because, the, <coughs> excuse me, um, the premise for that section of coverage of our site mm-hmm. is like series that are clearly inspired or right. continue the work that Rare began. And to me, if you're gonna include DKC Returns, yeah. Like, D- I, DKC Returns feels less like DKC 1 than World Is Not Enough does true. like GoldenEye. Like the current rule is, you know, based on the name, this is marketed as the successor. So, yeah, yeah you and could I mean, be right. It, it's something to think about maybe, like maybe we for could, the new year. Because we, we could we could theoretically throw in uh, Jungle Beat as well, because I do think out of any Donkey Kong game, that's the one that probably is a 2D platformer in the same vein. Yeah, I mean, it's still... Mm, it the, the thing is, though, it, it doesn't really feel like DKC. Mm-hmm. So, it's again, that's it's up for debate. And it's hard. Unlike, See, we could do say, a grey area D- episode where we cover, like... Sorry? We could do, like, a grey area episode where we talk about Jungle Beat, World Is Not Enough, Asian Under Fire, Night Fire, and some of those <laughs> games. <laughs> that could be fun. <laughs> oh, God. It's hard. See, this is a thing, like... Rare set such a high standard that like every studio tried to copy them for the mm-hmm. next twenty years. 
That is. But true. yeah, I definitely advise checking out that. That um, to, to anyone listening at home, the world is not enough. Like I got it because it was cheap, and I brought a few sort of N sixty four games this week. Yep. But man, it's just so much fun. Oh, and, like, a, and a little FYI on that, the PlayStation version is an entirely different game. So just because... Right. <laughs> I, I think the PlayStation version isn't terrible. I think it might be worth picking up. But it's not anywhere near as good as the N64 version. Yeah, see, I was talking to uh, a friend this week, and he actually told me he prefers a PS1 version. So that's interesting. Like, it might be worth... Yeah, it, up it's different. Compare. I believe, arguably, they both do certain things better, but the controls are just really awkward because it's PS One is just not set up for first-person shooters the way um, N sixty four was. Well, it's got if you got a Dual Shock. Yeah, yeah, bad. that's that. That actually is true. Dual Shock would probably be fairly decent with it. Did Did you play it just with the old? original ps1 controller um i actually played it with a pc controller because i played it on emulator i never had oh, okay. it <laughs> um but yeah i haven't beat it yet i got stuck i got stuck on this there was a skiing level that was kind of hard in the ps1 version and i got okay. stuck there definitely not nowhere near as good as the n64 version and there's like random uh movie clips really really low as movie clips like thrown in throughout <laughs> the whole thing to like bridge levels and it just really breaks immersion <laughs> the, so the the, the, N, the n64 game weirdly has a main theme which sounds a bit like the world is not enough theme like you know the the, the song in the opening titles it right. sounds a bit like it but then it gets, just goes totally different um, like, do you remember the world is not enough? The movie, the theme. Uh, who sings that one? You might have to remind me. It's some chick. I can't remember, but it's yeah. Because like, um... I I used to have a disc burnt of I believe it was every James Bond theme up to like die another day. I think I still hmm. have it in my car. It's actually pretty cool. Um, so, so I'm sure I've listened to it, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's like um. The world is not enough. Oh, I can't sing, so yeah, yeah. I know it has the name of the song in it. I just, the name of the title in it. I just don't really remember the tune. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it, yeah. I, I can't sing, so I'm not going to attempt to. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just if you compare the movie song to the N64 game main theme, it's just funny how it just starts the same and then goes completely different and weird, and it's like. Yeah, they're really, you know, trying to fit in with the MIDI synthesizer, so mm-hmm. they can't get too crazy. Um, oh, God. Anyway, uh, so, th- yeah, that's all I'm playing at the moment. Um, I think, though, this week, uh, I'm going to throw on a little Viva Piñata, because I'll say maybe another week or two, and... Uh, Jeez, is it next week, I think, the 10th anniversary of Viva yeah. Piñata? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'd never bought it at launch, so I don't really know when it came out. It's probably today. No, no in our luck, it's probably today. <laughs> and we just didn't... Yeah, and I, 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 a couple of months ago, I got every stamp in Rare Replay for Trouble in Paradise. So I played mm. a lot of Viva Piñata <laughs> recently. So we've been kind of waiting for the anniversary and give Kev a little bit of chance to play it again before we did an episode. But, right. yeah. Well, yeah, um, 
so should we just make a decision now and should we say next week we'll we'll talk about Viva Piñata? Yes, next week we're going to do Viva Piñata unless something catastrophic happens. <laughs> Which this has been fun scratching the wall a bit this week, but mm-hmm. it's kind of it's hard to do improv specifically about rare. It's easy to do about video games, but it's just when there's like no news, it's like yeah, we should really lock in a topic next time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, and we've just been, you know, especially with Kev being so busy, it's like we didn't even have much of a chance to discuss what we we're going to talk about or prepare. So, hey, mm. a little bit of improv. <laughs> hey, a, a, a lesser show would have just said, "Oh, okay, we'll miss an episode," but no, right. we'll never miss an episode, yeah, especially and... Dave. <laughs> yeah, and sorry once again for getting this up so late, and uh, but at least hopefully. Hopefully you'll have it on your drive to work Monday. I hope. If if not, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Craig. <laughs> oh, hey, this is perfect. This would be perfect driving material for Craig. We're yeah, he's less look than at an his, hour. Uh, feed in the morning. Like, Forty minutes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, well, this has been fun. Uh, but I'm gonna go take a bath. And have a pizza. Oh, so, I want a pizza. Send send me a slice. I will actually order you a pizza if you want to apologize for being late. <laughs> no worries. I'm not even sure how that would even work. Uh, internationally. Oh, I've done it before for... Um, I can't remember who. But I ordered a pizza for one of my American buddies last year. Really? And like, they just gave me the URL of like a local pizza place which had online order in. And I just did it with my credit oh, card. That's yeah. I, I don't know why. I'm, why I was thinking that. I'm just so used to like. No, it would not. I, would, I, I forget that like credit cards just like convert currency pretty much on the fly. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's an ending. Is that uh, I don't know what we're talking about. I'm just trailing off into nothingness. We could just talk about pizza and currency rates. <laughs> Let's right. talk about the current state of the British pound. That'll be fun. Oh, let's not. not. (laughs) Um, Alright then, we'll see you guys next week for a Viva Piñata Spectacular. It'll be super spectacular. I might even, like, open a piñata live on air. Do it. (laughs) Blindfolded. (laughs) You all have a good week. See you later. Bye.